Hello and welcome to the All Blacks edition, episode 15, the Rugby Championship Squad, brought to you by Driving Mall. Hi, I'm Paul, the guy behind Driving Mall, your best place rugby opinion and predictions. And joining me this evening, the one, the only, um, the ever-present uh, member of the team, it is Ashwin. How are you doing, sir? Oops, they can't see you yet, but never mind. Oh, you can't see me? Can you hey. hear me? Can you, can you hear me now? We can hear you, can you hear me now? Hear you now. That's all good. Can you hear me now? Yes. I'm good. Cheers, yeah. I'm just on cheap stuff because I'm a cheap Indian. <laughs> we don't like racial stereotypes on this, on this show. Thank you very much, sir. There we do, me. It's okay, I'm, I'm brown. <laughs> I'm brown, so I can't be racist. Is that the, is that the old. Uh... Exactly. <laughs> You're going down the old Borat thing. I is black. Uh... Uh, I, is, I is black. <laughs> is it? Is it because I is black? <laughs> it's like, hang on a second. You're a white, you're a white guy. How can you be saying that? Anyway. Um... <laughs> yeah, I hear that many times. Put on a shell suit and you can do it. You're going to get away with whatever you feel like. Um, so, um, good evening, Jack and Andre, who are in the live chat. And um, please do um, ask any All Blacks related questions. Uh, we love to uh, have the interaction with those who are, watch- who are watching live. Uh, if you're listening on the old podcast, uh, then you can always drop us a message on um, Twitter or Facebook pages, um, or even actually in YouTube in the comments below on the videos, uh, and we'll include those in the following show. So, if you want to get in touch for those of you on the podcast, please feel free to do so. Uh, it'd be much appreciated. Those five-star reviews... Haven't really been flooding in recently, but one of those would also be very nice as well. So, um, yep, that's all on the, the podcast side of things. So today we're going to be talking about the All Black squad. Um, and we are also going to have a quick chat about Mr. Pulu, who has decided to, um, jump the, uh, the ditch, um, across to Australia. Uh, and, uh, whilst he's done that, he's also managed to upset most of the Pacific Island nations. So, um, where should we start? Let's start with the All Blacks, um, squad. Uh, um, uh, what was your plan? Run through this from top to bottom? I guess so. Is so, that logical? Um, so top to bottom, uh, according to the uh, the allblacks.com news site, is... <laughs> so let's start with the hookers then, uh, as usual. Um, Dane Coles, Nathan Harris, Cody Taylor um, in there? No. Um, well, yeah, it, it, I mean, one of the things we've got, I've, I've got as a sort of around that discussion point is around the hookers. Um, effectively got, obviously, uh, Dane Coles, who's been injured for basically the, well, he has been injured for the whole season. Um, you've got Cody Taylor, who's the, um, number one hooker. Dane Coles will wait to see whether he comes back and what, how he comes back. Um, but basically you've got Coles and Taylor and then you've got Daylight. Um, I suppose Liam Coltman's there. But I, I don't think he's stamped his mark in any particular way. Um, Nathan Harris as well. Not, I'm not convinced on the Nathan Harris front. I think there's quite a bit of a gap between um, your Coles, Taylor, and then down to number three. Yeah, you say um, Liam Coltrum's there because that was injury cover for Dane Coles. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like we haven't known he's injured for a while. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, and there's obviously this this injury and whole physio thing is is an absolute science down to the hour. Because um, Dane Coles is expected, who is expected to return to Test match rugby sometime during the Vestec Rugby Championship. Right. Okay. That's nice and precise. <laughs> At the forty-sixth minute, with ten seconds gone at Eden Park, Dane Coles will make his return to All Black Rugby. Eden Park. Oh, yeah. that early in the Rugby Championship. 
I, I, well, no, I, don't <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was going along the precision lines. <laughs> uh, but look, it had to be a bit of a concern for the selectors and the fact that um, after Taylor, if you, if you haven't got Coles around, let's say Coles come back, has, goes pear-shaped for whatever reason, you've got Taylor and then your other backups, even, as I said, Nathan Harris, isn't at the um, Coles or even Taylor level, is he? No, he's not. And it's not like he's some mega young buck who's coming in and is going to learn lots. He's already 26, uh, which is kind of just one year beneath um, Cody Taylor. Uh, so, yeah, it's not like he's, I say, there's, it's not like there's a big a big queue of, uh, or depth of talent. Uh, but apparently, whenever I talk to him about players going overseas, it's not a problem. We we have this conveyor belt to these guys. But it doesn't, but uh, not, in, not in the hooker position by the looks of things. Yeah, absolutely. Is this like you do look and you go, where are the hookers? Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> they're, all, they're all in Hamilton on Mad Monday. <laughs> where, where is the guy in the middle of the front row? <laughs> but yeah, there seems to be um, quite a bit of a gap in terms of hookers coming through. And um, yeah, got to be a concern. Yep. Uh, if, we, if, we're just, if we're not going to do another two-hour show... We better move yeah. on a bit quicker than that than we have done normally. <laughs> yeah. um, so, I wonder, some of you might be wondering why are we doing this on a Thursday night? Uh, well, I've been working late, so work's got in the way of things, um, which meant I actually went straight to bed after when I got home from work. So, uh, please, um, here's, here's my dinner: the food of champions, Doritos. So, sorry for the noise as I uh, as I open those. And now you're um, making me hungry. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so if Doritos, Monteiths, or Spates, or any of them fancy sponsoring us. Uh, yeah, please feel free. Do get in touch. Uh, expatdadsg at gmail.com is the email. Loving your work. So, uh, move on to the props. Uh, I don't think there's any real big surprises here. Uh, Franks, Moody, Perry from uh, the Crusaders being joined by Big Carl uh, from the Chiefs and uh, Afanga Tukafasi from the Blues. Yes, there no surprises. I, I think... Um... The front row in terms of outside of hooker is where we have got some depth because there's actually quite a few um, on the injury bench, so to speak, still. So, um, you know, yeah, there's no issues there. I think that's pretty much going back to the old um, June internationals. Yep. And obviously, um, Carl's moving up to the Blues next season. So, uh, mm. yeah, Crusaders and Blues, uh, the two powerhouses of Super Rugby dominating the front row, dominating the, uh, <laughs> uh, the, the propping <laughs> positions. <laughs> Well, 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 we're propping up both ends of the table there, so, you know. <laughs> well, it works. What was that, Paul? Sorry, what was that? Um, that, that was crunch. <laughs> These Doritos are fantastic. Uh, anyway, um, into the locks. There's only as much to say about the props. Um, <laughs> Not much we can say about the locks. Pretty much pick themselves as well. <laughs> well, the three that are picked pick themselves. In mm -hmm. Scott Barrett, Brody Retallick, Sam Whitelock. Um, yep. No arguments that they should that those guys should be there. Yep. But this is where we come down to um, balance of the squad, in my mind. Yes. Uh, and perhaps also uh, something about how the game is evolving. Um, but I, I think three locks isn't enough in a squad. You pick three locks per game, uh, which means none of these guys, uh, in theory, none of these guys are going to get a rest. Um, that's not arrested. That's a, a rest. Um, from playing, uh, so the so to me, I think I, I want at least four locks in my squad 
because I want to rotate them and rest them because Pips like Scott Barrett has, has played a lot, a lot of rugby as has Sam White Lock and Brodie Attack. I mean, Brodie Attack's been off, uh, I think had some injuries this season. He's had a little bit of rest. Uh, but um, so for me, I would suggest that we definitely need a fourth lock in there uh, in the squad. I'm not comfortable with that. Um, yeah, obviously looking as Jackson Himipo as being the, um, there's also a backup lock there, um, lock um, blindside um, cover option for them within the squad. Yeah, this is like I, I don't know why they need to stack their their um, back row so much. It's quite an interesting thing that they've been doing recently. You can yeah. say they did that in the old uh, uh, June internationals as well. Yeah, so it's so a trend that's happened with the All Blacks is they seem to like to play their number six as the basic spare lock. So you've also got Hemapo in the squad this time. Uh, previously, Fafita has played in the row and also uh, as a Lucy. And going back further than that, um, even Kano uh, has played in the locks, for example, in Chicago he against Ireland. Which well, even me. in the World Cup. Um, uh, but yeah, I was, I, was, I was deliberately choosing the, the Ireland game in Chicago because that's again that the All Blacks lost um, yeah. by not having uh, for, happened by not having first, but not, not really first choice, but not having uh, two locks who actually do that as their day job. Um, they definitely would, would go to jack of all trades in there rather than actually locks. So to me, I'm not comfortable with the, with that idea of playing somebody like Fafita or Hemapo in there. Um, I think they they need to be more specialised uh, and have specialised locks um, rather than these uh, jack of all trades who are there. Again, Kano, Fafita, Hemapo, nothing against them as players, but it's about playing players out of position that I'm not comfortable with personally. Um, and Jack's mentioned that maybe Luke Romano will be called up if uh, we get injuries. Luke Romano has been struggling to get on the bench for the Crusaders. I've been fighting out for that bench space. He really has dropped back down the pecking order this year, I think. Well, it's an interesting thing that you sort of, you know, you mention along those lines. And um, some of these guys being obviously very loyal to the uh, Crusaders and the factors, and, it, and it's not really helping their All Blacks aspirations. Um, you can even go back as far as a the old you know <clears throat> digressing here a bit, but your Tom Taylors, um, your Tyler Blendals and the like, who were who were very good players, that basically because they just didn't want to play anywhere else but the Crusaders, they've actually gone overseas, and it's just like you end up scratching your head thinking, well, how much do people value the black jersey then? <laughs> Is the red and black jersey more important than the black jersey? Yeah, yes. there we go. Um, yes, there you go. Anyway, digressing. So, yeah, so I think, again, I don't agree with Hanson's balance of the squad this time around. Um, I think he needs to have another, uh, I still think he needs to have another lock. If we look through the rest of it, um, we've got three halfbacks, three um, first five-eighths, four midfielders, five outside backs. So amongst the backs, it's much more balanced than it was before. We had too many We had too many centres last time, or too many midfielders. Um so he's evened that thing up. But in the forwards, um, whilst he's evened up and, and brought in an extra hooker, which is good, we're still light on locks. Uh, and when we look at the loose forwards, we've got seven loose forwards for four positions in the, in the match day squad. So they can be rotated around. Um, and quickly running through those players, Sam Kane, um, uh, Sam Kane, Reed, um, Liam Squire, or your first choice uh, a combination, so no surprise they're there. Ardi Sevilla um, comes through and has had some injury issues recently. Um, Luke Whitelock, 
um, with just five caps, whose name is has, has, has clearly managed to uh, cement himself as being that number two, a number eight, um, or, that, or that backup number eight to 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 Kieran Reid. Um, and then finally, we got the um, Frizzell and Hemapo from the Highlanders, uh, the, the two sort of shock picks joined the Junior International. Um, obviously, did enough in camp to uh, to be invited back again. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I, I suppose it's one of the issues that we'll talk about later is players that have missed out. And there's a few in the um, uh, in that loose forwards mix that have missed out that um, we can cover off a bit later. But um, reality is, is that sort of it's pretty consistent with the June window. But as we're talking loose forwards, yeah, players missed out. I mean, I'm players that aren't there. Um, Ardy. Oh, he's there. Oh, I've gone absolutely blank. Akira. Akira Iwani, there we go. And Matt, the two are Akira Iwani and um, Matt Todd that really, um, uh, you know, be in the mix in terms of in there. Obviously, Matt Todd's never been a favourite for the All Black Selectors for some reason. He, but it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because well, I also as we, for uh, via, via, via oh, but, but, cool. as well. Yes, yes, via Fafita. Absolutely sorry. Um, absolutely. Um, you'd have to question what has he done wrong? Um, but in saying that, I think if uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, he's been coming off the bench for the Hurricanes, which probably hasn't helped him. Um, but then you got someone like Shannon, Shannon Frizzell, who basically played hardly any time for the Highlanders yet made it into the junior team. So yeah, it's it's a that's head scratcher in terms of the fact that Vifa Fida, who was, you know, <clears throat> made such a strong um, push uh, last year, um, is, is sort of fallen away from favour. He has. He's been told to go off and play my ten cup and get his form back. So we might see him come get selected later in the championship. Uh, let's see what happens there. Uh, Jack makes a good point that Todd has gone off to Japan, uh, and it's no uh, no surprise there as he. Uh, let's be honest. He deserves uh, the extra payday. But he's gone off to Japan because he knows he's not going to be selected in the All Blacks. If he's going to be selected in the All Blacks, he's not going to go off to Japan. True. Yep. So he's yeah. So. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna play Mitre Ten Cup and get paid ten grand. I'll go to Japan and get paid a hundred grand. <laughs> and it's shown that actually, I mean, Corey James was the first one to do this, to be allowed to skip Mitre Ten Cup and still come back for Super Rugby. Um, it shows that these, whilst the whilst New Zealand Rugby they want to talk about it, clearly um, flexible contracts are, are now available to players who have uh, earned or, or put in the years. Because say yep. Corey James done it. Israel Dagg's doing it this year. Matt Todd's doing it this year. We're not talking about guys who have played one season for Super Rugby um, and then get these and get and get to skip the Mighty Ten Cup piece. We're talking about guys who have dedicated their entire career, pretty much, to um, to the New Zealand domestic scene uh, and get one or two seasons at the end of their career um, to get a bit of extra cash over in Japan. But in saying that. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it sort of became even for uh, players that haven't done the hard yards um, at domestic level that it starts happening. Super Rugby, yep, they're signed up. They're playing Super Rugby for a New Zealand franchise. And then um, at Mitre 10 Cup time, they've actually flown the coop off to Japan to get three months of rugby in there and make some coin before they have to come back for Super Rugby. Yeah, we'll have to see how, I say, as, as to what how that what, how that works out, whether it does become... Well, it's something that... Something that um, South Africa and Australia have been doing for years. Um, it, saves, it saves the the NZRFU money, doesn't it? Because it's like, well, hang on, they're not having to pay out um, for the 
six months that they've gone to Japan or three months, whatever it is. Um, and, and the players are happy because they're earning some good coin in Japan, but they're still available for the premier domestic competition. They are, but the reason we have the depth is because the Maestro 10 Cup is competitive. Uh, the more of the veterans that you take out of there, the less the less competitive it gets. We've already seen um, in Auckland, one of the complaints we have in around Auckland is that players are getting selected for the Auckland Maestro 10 Cup team straight out of school. They're not having to go through the club competition to put the yards in first uh, and earn that Maestro 10 Cup uh, uh, contract uh, and uh, and place and if we're not careful we're going to end up with something similar happening here where players try and skip go come out of the under 20s skip my 10 cup and go straight into super rugby uh, and i think that's not good for their development uh, no not as, as well not so um yeah i as you say nice little nice little diversion but i can't see yeah i, I can't see it. so yes yeah, so some serious players there missing out on the lucy's side and we've already said that actually there's too many lucy's picks we think there should be one less personally. We should have six of them, not seven. Yeah, look, out of, out of all of that, in terms of the Lucy's, that majorly concerned will be Akira Iwani because we talked about this with the June Internationals. He's really got to be concerned about whether he's ever going to wear a black jersey um, and start looking, you know, one of the topics from last week and uh, sort of we'll allude to it later with Tony Pulo as well. Was like, does he start looking at Japan? Or France. Um, has he, well... No, 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 not France. Akira been <laughs> um, has been capped um, by New Zealand at sevens a lot. So I can't see them. Um, I was talking about Pulu, yeah, but I, I can't see him being uh, um, the same rules being allowed, allowed there. But we'll see. Um, yep, yep. Actually, I mean, like, all oh, the other option for Akira Yuani is that does he start focusing, hey, look, let's, let's go play sevens? There's no money in sevens. Um, even with an All Blacks contract? Well, it depends. Would, would he get an All Blacks contract? That's what I'm just trying to say. Oh, he'd get an All Black. He'd walk into an All Black Sevens contract. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. Is there any money in an All Black Sevens contract? I'd assume that there's some decent money there. They'd probably offer him something good. You'd expect. Um, it's not. It's, it's not. It's not big bucks. Like it's, it's less than Super Rugby. Uh, you remember? I mean, in Australia, they've got pay parity between the men's and women's sevens team, which gives you an idea that actually the that men's men's sevens is Don't not earning um, big money. Um, so moving on to the backs, we say amongst forwards, basically uh, from a balanced point of view, we think they've got one extra Lucy really than they probably should have. And they should have one extra lock in the backs. The balance looks about right with um, three halfbacks, um, three first five eights, four midfielders and five um, outside backs. Maybe you could uh, you don't need quite need, quite need five outside backs um, when you've got players like Bowden Barrett and David McKenzie that can play in there. But overall, the balance is about right. Yeah, pretty much. You're not going to have. I mean, like we'll discuss a few um, selection issues, but or not issues, but um, play one player over another. But uh, effectively, there's no surprises there. I don't think. You're right. It is down to one player over another um, in the half. So let's start with the halfbacks. Um, Aaron Smith, TG Paranora, basically picked themselves, and they have done for the past, uh, what, eight years? Um, yep. Maybe not quite that long, perhaps the past four years. Um, looking at how old TJ is. Um, and then that third scrum half, which has been, um, obviously, since uh, Kerbalu has headed overseas, 
Uh, we've kind of been questioning who is that going to be, and uh, um, Torangi. Well, you'd have yeah. Well, you'd have to say the form halfback um, in that number three position has been um, Brad Weber. He's been hot, <laughs> cooking cooking on a Weber. Um, uh, and any yeah. barbecue companies can't think of who they might be would like to sponsor us then uh, please feel free to um, um, get in touch. We could do these chats around the barbecue um, with a beer in our hands. Absolutely. Be perfect. Might of 10. Uh, we could also build a shed in the background. Hey. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, Absolutely. So, yeah, so Triple T's in there um, ahead of Weber, and yet he's behind Weber when it comes to the Super Rugby stage. And you can see quite easily that um, Weber's been the form uh, halfback at the Chiefs. Uh, in that second half of the season, he's actually been playing very well. And um, when Triple T's come on, um, you can't say that the Chiefs have actually gone up a gear. In fact, you'd, you'd say that they were probably travelling a little bit better when Weber was on the field. Yep, and I think this is uh, this is not a pick for this season. Um, yep, this is a pick for the future. Um, and Triple T didn't pick any caps during. The June, June June tests, and you thought he would have picked up, been on the bench that third test. Um, Two minutes. Get a couple of minutes because, hey, it's a dead, dead rubber. Yep. Um, so I can't see uh, his chances are either against Argentina or the third Bledisloe or Japan um, are likely to be the next ones that he's in there for. Yep, so absolutely. This, this, is a, this is a long-term pick, and I'd expect your T basically to be in the all-back squad for the next five years. Yeah, absolutely. And, and um, you know, just, just, just in response to, uh, I think it was Jack that's made a comment around Bryn Hall. Bryn Hall looks good behind a Rolls-Royce pack. We know what he's like when he's not behind a Rolls-Royce pack. We've seen that. And, uh, it, who, who would he have it, been playing for then? <laughs> uh, for those uh, you don't know, realize, uh, Bryn Hall he used to play for the Blues before moving down to the Crusaders. For many um, a season, actually. <laughs> uh, so yeah, now you've got basically Brim Paul. We've got Hall um, at the Crusaders. Um, in Pulu at uh, the captain of the Blues also uh, has been capped by the All Blacks. Is, an, is, a, is a, a sevens uh, All Black as well. Uh, so I mean, there's potential uh, competition, but um, but yeah, it doesn't look. You, you're not really looking at those guys and expecting them to get picked. But Weber, I think, it does can feel hard done by. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and uh, if he doesn't get picked before the Rugby World Cup, I expect Webber to go overseas after the Rugby World Cup. Um, well, far away now, is it, actually? That's coming up on us pretty quickly, the old uh, 2019 World Cup. Yep, exactly. Um, running through the uh, first five eights, then Bowden Barrett, Stephen McKenzie, and everyone will be absolutely over the moon on Twitter because Rich Mwanga has uh, managed to get himself in there as well. Well, he was there in the June internationals, wasn't he? Was he in that squad? He came in for injury cover. He came in for injury cover. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, it's interesting. Um, I think he's going to get some game time. Uh, it'll just be a case of which game. Um, basically, when, where, and who against. Basically, that uh, he'll come in. But I, I think he'll get a, he'll get a start. You know, like uh, sort of like um, Sipawanga. His debut was at Ellis Park, um, but I'm sort of thinking they might play Moanga against someone like Argentina. Um, down in Nelson. If they do, then I think he'll come off the bench. 
Mm. They've been very clear that, that um, Bowden Barrett, World Player of the Year twice, his first choice, funnily enough. Um, uh, and that they've been very clear that Damon McKenzie is their backup. Yes. Um, they haven't really been wavering on it, but you never know. Sorry? I'm just saying they haven't been wavering on it, but you never know. Yeah, they haven't been wavering on it. Um, Damon McKenzie, that's definitely their plan heading into the Rugby World Cup is Barrett, Barrett with McKenzie on the bench. Um, and, uh, and, and, Barrett, and and Damien McKenzie has looked a lot better in the second half of the season for the Chiefs. Uh, a lot of people still think that uh, he, he isn't a 10 and he's a 15. Uh, but as I say, he's played all his rugby during his age grade groups at 10. Uh, and I fully expect him to, uh, to, yeah, to continue there for, for at least, well, for, uh, and, and probably to take uh, for the next couple of years at least. It's it's interesting with Moanga, like you start him on the bench, but you got uh, Damien McKenzie who can basically play three positions um, off the bench, or you have got Moanga who can play one position off the bench. In saying that, you've got Bowden Barrett on the field who could then obviously shuffle around into a couple of positions. So, hmm. yep. Um, uh, so yeah, do we think Moanga should be on the bench? No, um, I think Damien <laughs> McKenzie should be. Uh, and as, again, uh, Moanga's playing behind a, a Rolls Royce pack. Um, he is making the right decisions, which is what's important. Um, he is a very good player, uh, but still, um, I think that that's um, that. So uh, yeah, he gets he, he does get an armchair ride uh, as well. So you got to remember, remember that. And it's also um, with the selection of Frizzell, especially it shows that it's not just about Super Rugby form either. Um, that the All Blacks making their, they're making their choices on, or Triple T, for that example. Um, there are players who are getting who, yeah, who are getting picked for other reasons uh, that we can't see that the, that, the, that the coaches do in training. Yeah, exactly. The coaches are seeing something in these players that they feel are going to bring to the game plan or the squad. Um, yeah, that uh, they're basically seeing and want in their team. So, on to midfielders. Crotty, um, Sonny Bill Williams, starting combination, uh, no big surprise there. Um, Jack Goodhue, been ripping things up for the Crusaders this season, uh, just got the one cap. Um, the uh, but to say having had had a great season for the Crusaders, it's obviously a com- him in combination with Crotty is is also a good one. Now again, we can say he gets front foot ball at the Crusaders, yes he does. But when there have been injuries and players gone off. And let's be honest, the Crusaders have had injuries. Uh, he has stood up and been, and been and been a leader for that team. And I really noticed that side of his play, more than necessarily any sort of skills, has really improved this year. Um, and then Anton Leonard Brown is in there. So those, those are your four picked. As you say, the right number, but are they the right players? Well, I suppose the people the people are going to have that debate, and especially you know the ones that hate SPW <laughs> are going to be saying, oh, Laomapi should be there ahead of him. Um, but the reality is is that Sonny Bill Williams brings a lot more in terms of what he delivers in terms of a game uh, than Laomapi does. In saying that, Laomapi really hasn't had a black a, a bad game in a black jersey. And Laomapi, say, uh, is, is growing his game as well. Mm. Um, so... Um, yep, but um, so but he's, he's there as injury cover for Sonny Williams, who's recovering from his shoulder. Um, so clearly he's still in the thoughts. Uh, whereas someone like um, Tarangi uh, Waldron 
down in uh, the Highlanders. A lot of people have been saying he's actually been the form Super Rugby centre this season, uh, and he's not not even getting a mention. Yeah, I mean, I, it's interesting because you come back to it, it. It's the selectors obviously seeing something in the players, and the, the, that's more than just the form on the field. Um, that that can add to the game plan that they have in mind. Um, and you sort of so they've got to be looking at Walden. He's as I said, he's been doing very well for the Highlanders, but there's something that they see that the other players bring to the game plan that um, he won't deliver. I mean, Walden or Thompson? I think it's Thompson, aren't they? Rob Thompson. No, okay, no. Um, so yeah, so there's someone down the Highlands there, but he was injured last season. Um, he's only put he's only done it for one season. He's put it in for more than that. He's still a young guy, um, so that's not a surprise. Um, obviously, Vince also. Now Tom, Thompson's um, getting a bit old now, anyway. Yeah, so that'd be Walden. That they were there, Walden. Proctor and also are both injured, um, but again. Uh, and those are the names that generally get dropped by the, or, or proxies generally only gets dropped by the All Black selectors. Um, so uh, as next up, so it's a bit, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really surprised um, by that. Um, the uh, Andre Ekans Lamapi can't pass the ball. Um, maybe not, but he always gets you from football. And I think he's growing his kicking and his passing game. Uh, he's definitely working on it. Um, Anton Leonard Brown, though, perhaps a little bit lucky. Um, to be there, because but um, yeah, I think it's, we, we, as we said, but he did has improved during the season, but he's not had the kind of no. he's not had yeah, the kind of game the season that he's had nah. this year. No, he's 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 fallen off a bit. Um, he's not providing the impact that he was either at the Chiefs or in the All Blacks. Um, we saw that in the June window when he did play a game, didn't look that crash hot. So he's probably out of the back line. He's probably lucky. You can say Sonny Bull's lucky because he hasn't had game time, but at the end of the day, they know that once he pulls a black jersey on, what he delivers, and he, and he does deliver when he pulls a black jersey on. Yeah, and he's been. Uh, 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 there's a reason why he gets a New Zealand rugby contract, and it's to play. Yeah. It's to play for the All Blacks. It's not to mess around at the Blues. Um, what? Or to uh, and um, it's also yeah. So so Sonny Bill Williams Blues slash Counties Manukau. How many games has, has he played for Counties? <laughs> As many as Kieran Reid. Um, yes, exactly. <laughs> anyway, so going out to the outside backs, on the wing, Riku Iwani, Wazaki Naholo, um, and Nay Melna Scudder, and then uh, Jordy Barrett and Ben Smith uh, at fullback. So, um, yeah, all top-notch quality players in there. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you can't really... Um... Not, not too many question marks around there. Um, I think Geordie's been a bit flat for the Hurricanes um, uh, around that June window and after. But in saying that, I think we know his capabilities and um, I'm sure he'll be back up and running not too far, you know, in terms of uh, top top um, top form, uh, not too far away. Um, I mean, obviously, Bridge has been playing fantastically. Uh, ben Lamb was one of the uh, top try scorers in the competition, but uh, yeah, I don't think they were ever seriously in the conversation, were they? Not really. No, I mean, 
George Bridge is probably the unlucky one in that sense. Um, he is someone that's industrious. He's he's not someone that just stands around and does doesn't do anything. There was, you know, some some people thought it was his defence might have been um, questionable, but I think we've seen in the um, after the uh, June internationals playing for the Crusaders that he's pulled up some great tackles um, and pressure defence um, moves as well, not just the tackle as well, but actually you know, attacking the ball. So I think he's a bit unlucky, but at the end of the day, it's a question of who misses out. You're gonna, is it going to be a Milner Scudder? But I think what we've talked about with the Milner Scudder is that you want to have him in there in the mix because he's a different type of back and you want to have some variety in there. And Havali's perhaps the other one that's perhaps missing. Um, that, I mean, obviously with Dank heading off to Japan, he was never going to get selected. Uh, and he was aware who, of that. Who, who, Who's missing? Sorry, Israel Dag. Oh, Israel um, Dag. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so Havali is perhaps the other, um, the other player who might, uh, who, who might have been in the uh, selectors' thoughts. I mean, he came. He was injury cover last season, but, uh, but yeah, I was looking at that list, it, does he get in ahead of Jordy Barrett or Ben Smith? No. No. Um, Milner is the only real one that's questionable. And here's a guy that went to the uh, 2015 Rugby World Cup. Uh, and so, so he as 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 kind of in his first season, um, and yet only has eleven caps to his name. Rico Iwani, who is six years younger than him, has sixteen caps already, which just shows that Milner Scudder just can't keep himself fit. Uh, and so that's going to be the, the main question with Mark around him: is is he worth uh, continuing holding back other players' development by not having them in the squad? If he's going to be injured all the time and not actually really there when it comes to comes to the crunch, so that's at the, the end of the day. Though here's the problem, right? Is that there's nobody that has the skill set that Mulder has, True. and that's that the step. Um, the able to beat the players in confined spaces, he you know with with um, body movements, swerve, step. Nobody else does it, and, and I think that's why they're persevering with him. He brings something different to the team. Especially to Naholo, who he's competing with for that. For that <laughs> well, you know, you, you look at. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't think that this would happen necessarily. But you know, you, if you've got someone like a Munaskara on the bench, um, and you start to get to the back end of a match when players are starting to get tired, not, um, and then you bring on someone who's fast and nippy and can step and beat players um, with a body swerve, um, you know, it, it could be quite an asset. Absolutely. So, on the whole, I mean, no, not what no, you say. Slightly different problem with the balance in the forwards. Maybe one or two players here or there, where it's it's a bit of a personal choice. But generally, it's guys who are in the wider squad who probably aren't going to make matchday squad anyway. Otherwise, uh, yeah, no surprises, and it's kind of I think most people will agree with it. Pretty much. That- you know, look, these days there just really isn't that much sort of um, angst over an all-black squad. You don't really get um, uh, sort of like a going back, this is rolling back the years again. You you would have heard this name, but like a Shane Fulpot type moment is thinking, what the hell, how the hell did he make it to the all-blacks type scenario? <laughs> well, I don't know. I think there's quite a lot of people who were, who, who were having that similar cynical question about, how did Frizzell make the make the squad in June? Well, in June, um, although in saying that, when he gets selected and people go, well, he hasn't played a lot, 
But because we get to see so much rugby and we get to see players so much more these days, people can see the qualities that he's got and can say, well, what's a head scratcher there is that, yeah, he looks like he's got the goods, but he's hop, skipped and jumped his way into the All Blacks quite quickly after like about 10 minutes off a bench, off bench appearances. Yep. So, um, yeah, you're right. There's, it's a bit, you know, there is, people have seen, uh, have seen him. So I guess, yeah, from that point of view, you're right. Um, I just think he's still, compared to other players, he's, he's yeah, he's jumped the queue. Um, quite It'd be the you know in scenarios like that, as we've alluded to, it's the players that start asking the questions, like you know your Kerry Wani and Vai Fafita. They'll be sort of thinking, well, um, okay, well, geez, where are we at? Um, what's what's our future here in the black jersey? Yep. So um, that's the squad. Uh, God, I feel Dorito so badly. We're going to go into um, <laughs> um, we're going to the rugby championship, and don't forget. You can get your bottle pop if you want. Um, a link down below on in, in YouTube. Um, it's a, it's what, what is it? It's not just something that Paul sticks his finger in and it makes a noise. Um, it actually opens a bottle of beer as well. Um, so it's got <laughs> all a bit of fun. Um, also, uh, whilst we take this quick little ad break between uh, between sections, don't forget to hit like, um, subscribe, uh, follow, like, uh, share, retweet, all of that kind of stuff. I mean, we are across Twitter, um YouTube. Uh, and Facebook, so it's hard to say what what action you should be taking. But anything that like anything that's uh, you click on um, that's got kind of a smiley, likey, kind of hearty kind of thing, um, we'd be much appreciate it. So please go ahead and do that. Um, obviously, there is that old school thing of talking to your friends and saying, "Hey, have you seen this driving more guy and his friends? He's pretty good." Um, and so you could try that one as well. <laughs> um, so one of the topics we talked about last week was um, dual qualification players. And uh, whether they should stay or whether they should go. And uh, funnily enough, in the following week, we get news that Mr. Pulu is heading over to um, to the Brumbies, uh, which was kind of, I was like, why? Why would you leave um, the, Chiefs. the Chiefs to go to the Brumbies? You're not going to get paid much more. So it's not like you're going to France or Japan or England or wherever. Um, so it was kind of like, a, and, and our friend Steve, uh, the guy behind... Um, Cornflakes crib, um, very much said, yeah. There's a, there's another story behind this one, and a day later we found out what that story was because Australia rugby turned out and said, oh well, this guy may have played for Nui in sevens previously, but World Rugby have said, forget about that. He can play for the Wallabies. Um, okay. <laughs> so now obviously there's been a story in the Herald. Some people that that fantastic publication, the Royal New Zealand Herald. Um, and uh, Gregor Paul sort of commenting about another kick in the teeth for Issa Nathiwa, um, because he played two minutes for France and uh, sorry for Fiji uh, in a World Cup and, and and then tried to get that rescinded and couldn't, so he could play for the All Blacks and couldn't get it done. And now you've got Tony Pulu who's come along, played for Nui and had his um, time with Nui scrapped, uh, so that he can pull on the um, canary yellow jersey uh, for Australia. Well, uh, if, if we just want to but, just want to go for a, a bit of a more recent example, um, we also have Spain, who have uh, just been uh, kicked out of, uh, and Romania, who have just been kicked out of uh, making it to the Rugby World Cup because, well, hey, they've got players, and one of them got uh, had a sevens cap 
and I can't remember, I think it's Romania, I can't remember if it's Romania or, or Spain, one of them, basically hasn't, the whole country hasn't made its Rugby World Cup and has been kicked out because one of their players had played sevens for a different, for, for a tier two nation. Yeah, so what, where I was going to go with that is that uh, the difference in the Tony Pulu situation was that he was never eligible to play for Nui. So Nui actually got a fine um, for him playing for them in a tournament. Um, and that is why they've actually scrubbed his appearances because he was never eligible to play for them. So it's, it, you might, it, there, there is a slight difference, um, scenario, whereas you go back with the East and the Thiwa scenario, he was, he did have, his parents were Fijian, or his mum or something was Fijian, so he was an eligible Fiji, he ran on and he made the appearance for Fiji, so, that's the difference, and I and then, although it's it's fine line, but um, I can see the reasoning there and how they've come up with that decision. Yeah, especially you're saying, is this guy not allowed to play for anybody internationally because he's not allowed to play for the people he has been capped for, and is that then? Yeah. <laughs> and therefore, and because he's been capped for them, he's not allowed to play for anybody else. Ah, okay, yeah. that would be. Um, Actually, technically, employment law, that would be um, restraint of trade. <laughs> Except I think a lot of those don't actually apply to national teams. But anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, here's a guy who's 29. Um, he's not got a lot of rugby left in him, let's be honest. Oh, harsh. Well, but fair. One rugby World Cup, maybe. <laughs> if he's a bit late to be uh, arriving uh, uh, as a becoming a... Uh, a debutante at international level at 29, let's be honest. They're few and far between. Yep. Even, even Carl's younger than that. <clears throat> he quickly checks. Um, <laughs> yeah, big Carl's. Who was? There we go. Oh, big Carl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, it's, 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 it's rare that you'd get a player this old uh, debuting, making his debut at uh, an international level. Um, it's kind of interesting. In saying, that, in saying that, can I just jump in and say, you know, when you've looked at all black wingers, right, and they, they start selecting the newbies um, when the old fellas start to get the 27, 28, 29 mark because they're not fast enough for a winger. But Tony Pulu, when you watch him playing for the Chiefs, he's still got gas <laughs> for, oh, yeah. an old, for an old fella. <laughs> <laughs> He's smoking some of those young bucks, see? <laughs> it's only half your age. Um, the... No need to be like that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, when you put those sort of details in place, you can see why he's been allowed to and why other players haven't. Um, it, is a, a, it is a unique case uh, in, in that uh, he had... But I say, there are, there are a lot of people, say, mentioning... That situation in Europe, um, mentioning this is unfair on tier two nations. This is the power of tier one nation getting their way in the council. And it's not. If you actually look at the facts, um, a lot of people haven't bothered to do that and have just made, just jumped to conclusions, which um, is fantastically easy and, and, and great to do on, in, in 240 characters on uh, on Twitter. Mate, mate, look, nobody's looked at the facts nobody looks at facts in any form of life these days <laughs> why would you want to spoil your own narrative when you have when you let get real facts get in the way of a story <laughs> well it's, 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 I'm sorry, I, I haven't actually seen these so facts I was, to, I was about to pronounce all sorts of opinions on this situation but there you go I'm glad you found the facts out <laughs> 
Well, it was interesting because I found the facts out in a story saying it was unfair. And it's just like, <laughs> hang on, you've just printed a story about the fact that he was ineligible and you're saying that it's not fair on Issa Nathiwa. And it's like, he was ineligible to play for the team that he played for. And you've raised a good point, is that if they hadn't have rescinded his Nui, um eligibility, he would have been basically a stateless uh, uh, um, individual. <laughs> he would have had to get stuck in a cave in Thailand or something. He <laughs> <laughs> oh, didn't follow too much news. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it became very apparent why he's gone to the Rumbies. It's to basically try and play for the play for the Wallabies at the next Rugby World Cup at the end of the day. And good well, luck and I believe he is going to be selected in the uh, or in the Wallaby squad for this rugby championship. No, he's not been included in the rugby. For, he's not they, unless they make a late change. Um, uh, injury replacement. You can see it coming, can't you? Already. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you hit it here first. Jack was like, "I've announced my squad. What do you mean I've got another player I'm allowed? Really? Where did he come from?" <laughs> well, wasn't Checker keeping a, a place open for somebody else? It wasn't for Polu. There was somebody else that he was keeping a place open for. Matuma. Uh, uh, Matuma. Uh, yep, coming back from, oh. coming back from uh, um, from England. Has he been? And he's been selected, hasn't he? Or yes, I think there's a few funny games going on there. Uh, also around uh, they having to return to England. For pre-season training camps between games. Oh, okay, that's good for the team. Well, that's good for the. That's not really good for the player, is it? So, basically, you've got to release a. You've got to, you've got to release a player a week before uh, an international game during the windows. Mm-hmm. Now, the way that the rugby championship works is you play two games back to back. You have a week off yes. or weekend yes. off, um, and then you play two more back to back. So in that weekend off, the players. Don't have to be with their international team. They can fly. They have. They they have. They've got like five to seven days there, where they have to. Where they have to actually fly back to Europe for pre-season training before flying back out to play for the Wallabies. Yeah, but let's face it. He's going to be sitting in business class, seeing how many VBs he can down on the way back to London. <laughs> That's cricket. Oh dear me! No, no, you're, 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 you're skipping. You're skipping. You're skipping sports now. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and planes are fast nowadays. I'm sure you, you can't quite get as many down you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's so that, that, that's the kind of the one of the other side side stories that came out of this one is that the Pacific Players Association said that as, as long as they there are less or the Pacific Islands don't get seats on the board of World Rugby, these um, pro tier one decisions will keep getting made. Now we've already said that it's not a pro tier one decision. Um, it's a decision because a guy can't play for any other country. Um, so, uh, so that's so. First off, that's not true. Yeah, and and you know, look, the problem is is that when they start doing that and and, and talk about the inequities in um, tier one, tier two, their their story gets watered down when they use examples which aren't good examples like this, and it's just like. Instead of being listened to us, it's like, well, hang on, is it? Hang on, no, this was a situation that had to be sorted. It wasn't a fact that a tier one organisation is having their way again um, with a tier one, a tier two player. So you don't use that as an example because it ruins your um, argument. 
Yeah, and they've been doing that quite a lot recently because Charles Piertau is the other one that has been the, the kind of poster child of this. And it's like, Charles, all you have to do is Let's take some time play. off and go and play one you... sevens game for Tonga. And if he really wants to, he can do that. Yep. Yeah. How much does he really want to if it's becoming such a hard struggle to do it? So, yeah, clearly he's not actually that fussed, to be honest. Nah. It's good publicity for him. Um, but, yeah, he doesn't take the loss of money uh, yeah. to, to pop off and play. And, <laughs> as, and as the highest played rugby player in the world, he can afford it. It's not like some of the other players well, forget, who are... Forget the fact that he can afford it. Forget the fact that he can afford it. If he's the highest paid rugby player in the world... He's got negotiating power to be able to go to the club and saying, if you want me to stick around here, you better release me to go play in these Tonga games. And keep paying me, by the way. Hmm. <laughs> if they're throwing that much money at them, for one weekend or for one round, they're not going to say no to him if he's going to be walking from the club if they don't let him do it. Yeah, and he's that's right. If it was for um, Samoa or Fiji, who were in the HSBC World 7s, he'd have to play four tournaments. Because Tonga aren't in the HSBC World Sevens, he would only have to play one tournament. Um, and so, yeah, he's another bad example. It is one? <clears throat> Sorry? It is one? I, I heard it was two. Uh, well, I, I, okay, I, I heard recently it was one if you're not in the World Tour. It was, it was four if you were. But I could be... Uh, but look, it's either way. Of, it's, not either lot, way. It's, not, it's not a lot of effort. Uh, no, he can not. do it. and uh, he, yep. he, he can get transferred. Um, yep. The other point they made was they need the, more Pacific Island seats on the World Council. Now, um, is the qualification for seats to the World Council fair? No, it's not. All right. So by being in the Six Nations or the Rugby Championship, you're entitled to more seats than you're not. But one of the base requirements to be allowed to, to get seats on the council is you have to have um, audited accounts um, of your of, um, for, for, for your um, for your union. And there's a good reason for this, um, is because if you don't have orders accounts, there's a good sign, there's a good idea, a good sign there that there's a whole bunch of corruption going on, and you don't know where your money's going. Not only that, there's also the opportunity of, um, fa well, how can you say this? Favorable voting being done for payments made. Um, so, so one, 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 and I can't remember, I can't remember if it's five years or three years worth of, auditors accounts you need but you have to have auditors accounts um now for people who are saying oh but the, all this corruption stuff is from from a few years ago now the answer is no um, we have some <laughs> players within the last two months who have been complaining about not getting paid uh for uh, games that they've played for the pacific island uh, countries so the um whilst i understand uh, and i think greater representation for, and greater support of the pacific islands is required we have got to be very careful about giving out governance seats um, to organisations and to people. And this is not the players we're talking about here. We're talking about the administration people. Um, and the, the uh, so I've got no problems with the players. Uh, my, my problem's more around the administration. And we don't want to be giving world governance seats to people uh, who, are, who, are, who are potentially corrupt, basically. Yep. Um, or, or, to, or to be nice rather than say corrupt because the fact is that just have poor governance models yeah I mean, when, when you have stories of, of players turning up and uh, and then um, committee members walking in and taking away their training kit for their friends and family um, yep I'm not sure if that's poor that's governance a pretty or poor, poor governance model <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, couldn't say that's a good governance model. <laughs> so yes, so um, yeah. Also, I say yes. Pacific Islands needs more support. Yes, they need more representation. But first off, uh, but we've got to be careful with that. With that, represent, that representation isn't corrupt. Um, cool. Are we there? I think we are. Another successful uh, All Blacks edition, sir. Absolutely, absolutely. It's just like it's, it, you feel like you're in a holding pattern, um, waiting for something to happen. Now, aren't you? Really? It's like um, what, like the next show? Yeah, the next show. <laughs> exactly. What am I, I going to do with my life between now and Tuesday? Because that's that's when the next show is. Eight yeah. p.m. Tuesday. <laughs> we have the hash for every chat. So yes, my life is in a holding pattern now between uh, between now and next Tuesday because obviously there is no um, preview show to do. Um, and there is no review show to do. And just to let the people know out there, fantastic news is the fact is that if you like me, you'll be, you like to know that I'll probably be able to attend Paul's Tuesday shows because the cricket committee, junior cricket committee at Eden Roscoe Cricket Club is going to meet on a Monday. <laughs> if you don't like me, that's bad news. <laughs> um, now, if you want to support us financially, uh, you can do it through a Patreon, um, hence and help play for things like these microphones. Hence, I've got a nice microphone and Arshwin hasn't. Um, so, um, yes, if you'd like to support us through that, we can help um, Arshwin buy a nice microphone uh, and potentially help um, uh, help Herman get one oh. as well. Yeah. Then, um, uh, then maybe, uh, yeah, send, uh, sign up to Patreon. The I have been asked to give my opinions of uh, the world rugby research into the number of um, rugby fans in different parts of the world um, so I will be doing a Patreons only show uh, within the next week um, about that uh, about that research that's been done for World Rugby uh, so if you want to have a watch uh, and see my thoughts on that then please become a Patreon uh, and uh, yeah you can, you can do that for as little as a dollar a month so thank you very much sir good night no no worries yes I will do I'll go get some sleep I've had a couple of long nights um, and yeah, Twitter handles down there. Uh, like, comment. Um, always got a rugby chat. So uh, so yeah, do uh, on all the channels. Uh, do uh, comment and let us know your thoughts. Um, and if there's any topics you want us to cover, then also uh, let us know through that as well. So thank you very much, and uh, catch you all on Tuesday.